the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome to the first episode of the new year, the new decade, the new month, I guess, as well. But the first episode of 2020 of the Nerd Ascended Podcast. Yeah, Um, season three now. Season three, woo! That's Ooh. exciting. Um, at some point, I we should probably re-record our intro and outro. Uh, maybe we'll do it before this. Probably not. But at some point during season three, you'll probably hear some new, uh, new additions of the intro and outro. Since that's a good time to do that. But we are excited to be starting season three. Technically, year. Year three? Year two? Oh my god. I don't even remember when we started this. It's been like uh, so well. Year two? We started in 2018. September Okay, so this is like, like our f- year two. We're going on to year two. Yeah. So to kick things off for this season three, we wanted to keep up our traditional beginning of the year, um, most anticipated everything. We always do our best of everything or top everything at the end of the year and now we have our most anticipated looking ahead um the date we're recording this we are almost a third of the way through january so a couple things are already out or about to be out at the time that we're recording this but um there is a lot happening this year yes uh we thought about tagging a couple of our most anticipated in 2020 at the end of our last episode, but then we realized there were too many things to pick three, <laughs> and we needed a whole episode to do it. Yeah, there's there's a ton going on. 2019 had a lot of endings for a lot of big series. Um, it was the ending of the kind of Avengers chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so there's mm-hmm. a lot coming down the line, and there's a lot of really... Uh, random standalone things that are coming up too which i'm excited about but it's it should be a good a good year in the nerd world in general yeah a lot of things did end last year which you know they didn't end forever there will always be marvel movies there will always be star wars movies uh taka ytt just got hired to direct a new star wars movie Mm -hmm. like within the last week of recording this no idea what it'll be at be about but I, I don't watch know. anything Taco Waititi does. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed, maybe it will be a, uh, a, a Star Wars story, maybe featuring Rose, which would be nice because yes. that's another discussion for another time, but um, which for the record, overall, I actually, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. I had a good time watching it, um, but one of my qualms was Rose was suddenly nowhere. Yes. Uh, we actually finally just saw rise of skywalker yesterday (laughs) oh yeah between moving and christmas and starting new jobs uh that got really delayed in our last episode i did put star wars on my best movies of 2019 without having seen it yet and as controversial as it is i do still agree with myself yeah i would have left it on mine too after seeing it for sure because i had you know what it comes down to is i had a good time the two and a half hours or whatever that i was in the theater Yes, I enjoyed was, myself. Yeah, I was smiling and laughing. I got teary at a couple parts. I had a good time. So yes, that's and what we'll leave at that for now. <laughs> I do 
think Rose got shorted. <laughs> and the way the J.J. Abrams handled it online uh, kind of made it worse because he basically blamed Carrie Fisher for being dead. Yeah. For why Rose got cut. So I do agree she should have either her own movie or she would be great for a Disney Plus Star Wars show. Yes. They could make one. If I was running it, if I ran Disney, uh, I would make it two more Star Wars shows, one for Rose and one about the ex-Stormtroopers and Lando. I guess to wrap up this Star Wars discussion that's actually not the focus of this podcast. No. <laughs> um, at the time that we recorded the top everything of 2019, I don't think either of us had watched The Mandalorian yet, um, as crazy as that is. Yeah, we so, both watched it now. Yeah, I would absolutely amend my top TV shows of 2019 and put The Mandalorian on there. Yeah, I would add it on there too. We are getting more of that, which is exciting. And I will take more Star Wars content on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I sounds think, great. I think with the main storyline that's kind of been through these nine movies being over, starting in 2020, there's a lot of space for Star Wars to do a lot of different new things and go in lots of cool directions, starting with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. More Baby Yoda. More Woo! Baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. As long as no one punches baby yoda anymore we will be okay yes but that scene i think probably was a big reason taco ytd got a director's role because it oh, was probably. very funny yeah that was he a did episode. direct that episode <laughs> yes so to put a wrap on the star wars discussion <laughs> for this. yeah let's move on to 2020 <laughs> yes let's look ahead to the new year so our first section as always is going to be our biggest section because we are just movie people um, but there is a metric ton of movies coming out this year that I am looking forward to in at least some capacity. Yes, I actually made a resolution this year, which I usually don't because I don't like making resolutions. But I did make a resolution to start going to the movies more. Uh, it's a habit I used to have in grad school. Like I'd go mm-hmm. by myself all the time because it doesn't matter. You can go to movies by yourself. Yes. And... I kind of fell out of it when we were in Omaha, and I want to get back into it, especially since our new movie theater is half a mile away. <laughs> yeah. You could walk that. <laughs> yes, I probably will when it's nice outside. And there's a lot of movies coming out this year, and I want to commit to doing this thing that I enjoy again. Uh, so since we have so many, we're not going to really go in depth about them too much. A couple mm-hmm. we might talk about a little more than others. Some... There's pretty much just like maybe a trailer exists and that's it at this point. Yeah. So we'll try to keep it to, for each of them, like our one sentence hot take, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of them, I think we'll just end up talking a little bit more about them because that's what they, that's what they, that's what we. <laughs> so they start talking about us in the uh, a third random person there. Um, but that is what we do on this podcast is we ramble and rant and rave. So I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, the first movie on here is Birds of Prey. It comes out February 7th, which is my birthday. Uh, so I, for some reason, I feel like that's a sign that it will be good. <laughs> I hope so. I would really like it to redeem my Suicide Squad experience for me. Yeah. Um, because there were, I will admit, you know, years later after this movie's come out, There were things I did enjoy about Suicide Squad. I actually like the Suicide Squad aesthetic in general. 
I think several people in that movie did a lot with very little in which they were given. Yeah. Um, I do think the actors did very well, especially yeah, Margot Robbie. Especially Margot Robbie. I didn't hate Jared Leto's Joker, but that's, again, another discussion. <laughs> we could um, make a, a whole episode about yes the different Jokers. Oh, we totally could. But uh, watching Suicide Squad was one of the few times... I'm a very forgiving movie viewer, because I just love movies in yeah. general. Um, that was one of the few times in a movie theater that I was like outright cringing because I thought it was so bad yes and I was so angry that that was the case because it should have been good like the hype for that movie was there I was pumped for it and it was I just I hated it (laughs) yes it had all the elements to be a really great movie yeah and it wasn't uh but I think Birds of Prey has the same elements to be a really good movie yes and so far, I've liked the marketing for it. Yes. When the first very explosive color poster came out, my first instinct was like, I don't know if I actually like this. But then I thought about it. And I was like, wait, I do like this because this is the kind of aesthetic this Harley Quinn should have. Yes. And I do I, like that. I really like the cast. Yeah. And I, I like, like the, the costuming. Director. Yep. I like the director. I like the costuming. I like, I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I like that this is, uh, she finally did what she should and shoved Joker aside and is like doing her own thing. Like I like, again, all the pieces are there. So I would also like this to redeem the, the Joker Harley Quinn relationship that they, in my opinion, greatly screwed up in suicide squad (laughs) yeah (laughs) um because it was like oh my god just glamorized romanticized facebook meme bullcrap like through the whole thing it was it's like it should not be it's not an aspirational relationship (laughs) but that that again is like a whole other topic um (laughs) so crossing my fingers i will be there to see it i would love for it to just really exceed my kind of low expectations yeah i have i'm not expecting a lot from it but i do hope that it exceeds yes that which it might yep we will see we will see (laughs) um so the next one on our list is literally a movie that you chelsea brought to my awareness (laughs) all of like 24 hours ago (laughs) Um, I don't know how this flew under my radar, but it did. Um, coming out on February 27th is a movie called Guns Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I had not heard anything about this movie at all um, until you added it to the list. And then I watched the trailer yesterday, and I am so excited. I can't even contain myself. I am so excited for this movie. Um, Apparently, it came out on the festival circuit last year. So some places, if you look, it says it has a release date of 2019, but it doesn't have um, a theater release until... I've seen February 27th and I've seen February 28th, so that could be kind of up in the air. But it um, interestingly has kind of a similar aesthetic as Birds of Prey. It does, Um, yeah. In terms of the color and everything. 
but it is about from from what I can tell a world where schism who seems to be maybe a little bit like jigsaw pits criminals against each other in a fight to the death so this is kind of like that movie in that book nerve oh where you yeah play the you know the game and kind of mash up with saw a little bit I guess but Daniel Radcliffe's character gets placed in here and they um bolt handguns to his hands which is just it's funnier than it sounds when you say that out loud um <laughs> but I found the trailer actually really funny Daniel Radcliffe running around like a crazy person in a bathrobe with guns attached to his hands trying to survive basically a real life video game I mean it it just looks fantastic I'm so yes. excited I'm really excited for it I enjoy how it, it seems Daniel Radcliffe has finally gotten into this place in the last few years where he's choosing to do projects that he just absolutely loves and has a connection to, which mm-hmm. is really weird stuff. Yeah. Because I think for a while after Harry Potter, he went through this phase of like doing what people told him he should be doing for his career and what's expected of him to become like a serious, a high frou-frou Hollywood actor. And yeah. I think he's gotten to a point where it's like, I want to do this weird shit. I saw a trailer yeah. for something else with him in it recently. Oh, what was it? It was something like he was a king's son. I'll have to look it up again. Oh, I'm not sure what that I might one have is. seen a trailer for that yesterday in the movie theater. I don't remember what it was called at all. But it yeah, was the I'm same thing sure where he was is. like really wacky. So I think uh, he's a good fit for this really strange movie because of that. Yeah, and we actually, I recently, as in this month, just read Horns by Joe Hill, and we actually watched the movie version with Daniel Radcliffe last night. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and that, that movie is, you know, its own thing. It's not necessarily the greatest movie in the world. It's a little 14-year-old edgelord, but so is so is the book, honestly. But that was another one with just Daniel Radcliffe just wanting to do this weird crap, and he's just going to do whatever he wants to do. And he really took kind of a a subpar script and really did a lot with it so um he made that movie should have honestly been worse than it was and it wasn't because he was in it so all that said i thought we were doing one sentence hot takes and natalie (laughs) just like you know ranting and raving but i am so excited for guns akimbo yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) there's my hot take if you haven't seen the trailer do watch it immediately uh, the next one proves how very wide our, mus- our movie taste goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Onward, which is... Uh, is Onward a Pixar or is it a regular Disney? Onward is Pixar. Onward is Pixar. It comes out March 6th. It's about uh, a world that used to have... Or has like fantastical things like unicorns and trolls and elves. And they're in modern society. Um, I think it has Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as brothers in it, and they halfway bring back their father from the dead, but he's just pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pants. I haven't seen the trailer in a little bit. I think that's what it was. Uh, but it does look really good. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those Pixar movies that I think it's about one thing. It ends up being about okay. a different thing, yep. like Zootopia and Brave in a good mm-hmm. way. So I'm looking forward to that one. I'm, I mean, yes. I'm looking forward to everything on this list or it wouldn't be on the list. Yeah, but it, in general. Um, we'll get to the next one a little bit later, but there are two Pixar films coming out this year. Yes, yeah, pretty close together. 
And um, I have the feeling just with Onward, I'm sure I'll love it and everything. Um, And I'm sure it will make me cry with this whole concept of, like it says in the uh, little uh, brief about the movie, that they go on a journey to discover if there's still a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father who died when they were too young to remember him. So I'm sure it will be a tearjerker, but the one we'll get to later, I'm sure is going to mess my life up. So Yes. Onward gives me brave vibes. Yes. Yes. So looking forward to that. Um, that one comes out March 6th. Also coming out in March on the 20th is A Quiet Place 2, um, which I didn't honestly know they were doing a second one until I saw that trailer pop up. Um, but I really, really loved the first one. I actually watched it just recently again over Christmas when I was visiting my dad, uh, because the trailer came out and then I was showing it to him and he was like, oh, we should watch that movie again. So we watched it. <laughs> That's for um, our dad. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I enjoyed it as a, a thriller slash, maybe you'd classify it as a horror movie. It's kind of more of an alien movie, I guess, in my opinion. Um, but I think they just did such a good job with a a unique but fairly simple concept that could have been extremely cheesy and awful. And, um, you know, even the ending with, this is again, not a spoiler free podcast. Um, when the dad dies and signs, I love you to his deaf daughter who they've had kind of a contentious relationship throughout the film. I mean, it is very impactful. Yeah. Um, and the the next one, I will be interested to see why it starts with their house burning down because that wasn't exactly how the last one ended. Um, but the mom and her two kids and her brand new baby look like they're going to have to leave and go out on their own and discover that maybe the people that are left also kind of suck. So, yeah, I I've known about this coming out for a while. Um, and I definitely, the trailer looks really good. I am a little skeptical because I felt like the first one was a perfect story mm-hmm. by itself. And I don't necessarily want more. <laughs> it yeah. is a horror movie that I did go see in a movie theater with a friend. I'm very glad I did go see it in a movie theater, which I don't say about horror movies very often. Um, so I might struggle through this one alone yeah. <laughs> in a movie theater. We'll see. Um. Uh, the trailer stressed me out when it was in that flashback and she was driving very fast backwards and the, the, and the alien was like driving the bus. The bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's an alien driving a bus. So I don't know what's happening here. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I know they make it out of there because that was in the past. But I don't know. Like I'm interested in it, but I still feel a little skeptical since I don't think we needed it. Yeah. The first one was just a really nice standalone film. I mean, from where it started to where it ended when they they figured out kind of all the signs except it wasn't water it was the radio signals how to defeat the aliens and all this bad stuff has happened and the dad has died and now they're on their own and i really do love that last shot of the girl turning on the microphone and getting ready to put the hearing aid against it and the mom just like cocking the gun one last time yeah that's pretty great ending to the film because it's very like heck yes you know um, where that movie really started in kind of, I mean, really very dark opening with one of the children getting taken away and... Yeah, the little one. Well, yeah. I mean, the other ones would have been just as tragic, but... <laughs> yeah, but the smallest one and they can't even do anything about it and yeah. So 
here's hoping that it wasn't too much of just a single novelty concept and that the second one actually is good. Yeah. Uh, The next one on here is Wonder Woman 1984. It comes out June 5th. I am pumped. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My expectations are high, but Patty Jenkins has never let me down yet, so I have faith in her. (laughs) Yes. My expectations were high, and I have a feeling they're going to get exceeded anyway. Yes. So, I'm excited. Uh, What was the guy's name in the first one? Steve. Was Steve? he another Steve? Chris Pine. <laughs> That's just what I asked. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested in what the hell Chris Pine is doing there. And he looks very sickly yes. in the trailer. And my conspiracy brain thinks he's a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> something is. Because oh, yeah, he he's died. Steve. Steve Trevor. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there is some not nice buffoonery happening there, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm but, pumped. Yes. Very excited for that one. There's not much to say about it because... It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> I know. Even the, first the trailer, so like, the trailer even just made me want to run around outside just, like, <laughs> randomly kicking trees and punching things. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so, very excited. Oh, also, we got this a little bit out of order, um, timeline-wise. But there is another one coming out in March. Oh, whoops. On the 27th um, that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast for various reasons, which is the live-action version of Mulan. Um, so that one I can actually do a one sentence hot take, which is I am excited, understand the controversy surrounding it, don't care that there's not songs or Mushu. <laughs> Thumbs <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I'm excited for it. We saw another trailer for it yesterday. Um, maybe it's a new trailer, but I did notice they included a little part I hadn't seen before where she's introducing herself as the son of... Fa Mulan. No, mm-hmm. not Fa Mulan. Whatever well, her dad's Fa name Mulan. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's introducing herself as her father's son. Because mm-hmm. I think there was uh, way too much stupid internet pushback that it looks like she's just a girl and doesn't pretend to be a man, which she does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I totally understand the controversy and why people are mad about it. But the way I look at it is that actress already got paid. Um, she's not yeah. making any more mo- money off this movie coming out. And since it's a movie directed by a Chinese director and appropriately cast and will hopefully lift the careers of all these Chinese actors, I don't want to I don't want it to have to suffer. Yeah. Because I want that. I want to support inclusive diverse filmmaking and get more of it. So um it really i mean the things she said really 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 suck and yeah i definitely don't support that but i want i don't want to take the entire thing down with just her but i i understand if some other people um will not be seeing it because of that yeah i totally get that too it's yes. for a reason um the next one on our list i actually don't really have high expectations for <laughs> i don't to either. be to be honest which is new mutants that comes out on april 3rd i mean this film was pushed back how long it's been at least a year since the first one right the first original release date yeah they pushed it back really far and it sounded like there had to be some major reshoots done um i want to like it Uh, but to be perfectly honest I really don't have high hopes for it I don't either I feel like 
it happens a lot where pushing it back that far is bad and then it's not good. Yeah, it's like they push it back far enough so that other people forget about it and then they don't have to do a bunch of advertising or something. But I don't know. I want it to be good. I want it to yeah. do well. I want, um, you know, my little Arya Stark to go on to a very successful, yeah. happy career. And there's the the guy from uh, Stranger Things is in it. Charlie Heaton. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I we'll also see. haven't seen much advertisement for it at all since it got pushed back for the second yeah. time. Which seems questionable. It does. Uh, the next one in April is Antlers. It comes out April 17th. I did not really know about this one until 30 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but it's a Del Toro movie set in a small town in Oregon. So horror-esque depending on how far into the horror del toro goes Mm -hmm. how deep does the del toro go how do yeah how deep does the del toro go because there's like hellboy all the way down to what would you say a scariest movie is Mm. well i mean i think that i found the orphanage scary for various reasons i did Um, too but i could also handle it i don't know if there's a del toro i can't handle yet but maybe Mm -hmm. this is it Maybe the the one that never came to fruition, Silent Hills PT. Oh yeah, was probably his the the other extreme side, which yes. that's not a movie, obviously, but he was very involved in that project. Yeah, so from a scale of Hellboy to Silent Hill PT, <laughs> yes. Where does Antlers fall? We don't know yet. Yeah, remains to be seen. Um, but I don't know a whole bunch about this, but. It does have Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons in it, which is cool. I haven't seen Carrie Russell in a lot lately. But it appears to be about two boys who live out in the woods. And something has happened to their dad. And he seems to be a monster living up in the attic that they bring meat to. He seems to be fairly zombie-like. And appears at one point to break out of the attic. Which seems to be a problem for everyone involved. <laughs> Which <laughs> so, is an inconvenience. <laughs> it is a massive inconvenience. Um, so, it looks creepy, scary, good. Um, the next one we have, I'm, I'm excited to see it, but this is actually another one that my expectations are kind of low, uh, is Black Widow, which comes out on May 1st. Um, I do really love the idea of doing Black Widow's own you know, movie and everything. Um, I think they just really did this movie dirty by having it come out after Endgame. Yeah. And I don't think that was the original plan. If I remember correctly, it did get pushed back and deprioritized. And um, I'm sure it's, you know, most Marvel movies, in my opinion, have been pretty great. Um, and I'm sure it's a great movie, but I don't know if something fundamental is going to be lost now when I'm just like, well... I don't know. I know she's dead. And so, like, I'm not building up to other movies with her anymore. Yeah. So, mm, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same. We've talked about it on the podcast before, where it should have come out before her Avengers story was over, because she was part of the original group. And not only mm-hmm. is she dead, but the original group story is over. Yeah. So, and, it seems like uh, a mean, cash grab. Yeah. Like, what could I learn from her past that would even matter to the 
movies now because they're all done. Yeah. Her group is done. Obviously, there's many others still going on, but like, what could I learn from her past that would matter anything in Black Panther? Yeah. Or Spider-Man. I guess what it comes down to for me is like, I did like that character and it is, again, a woman-led film. So Mm -hmm. I do want to support that, but my expectations aren't very high. No. Uh, The next one is The Woman in the Window, which comes out May 15th, which is a book by A.J. Finn that we both read. It was originally supposed to come out in October and then it got pushed, which worries me a little bit, but sometimes that happens because of other movies coming out around that time. So maybe it's fine. (laughs) It could be fine. I don't know if they did reshoots or anything like that. Uh, But I really loved that book, so I'm hoping the movie does it justice. Mm -hmm. I did notice in the trailer, um, I mean, I think that the trailer was pretty good. Um, I think Amy Adams is great. I really like her. She did, she played the lead role in Sharp Objects. So she does a really good job with playing characters that are just kind of coming undone (laughs) mentally. (laughs) Um, So I think she would be perfect for that. It has a really good cast um, beyond her as well. Um, I did notice in the trailer, I, this is, we've talked about Woman in the Window before and how we very specifically didn't talk about spoilers with it. And I'm not going to do that now. I did notice in the trailer that there's not references to um, her family. Oh, interesting. In the trailer. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they've completely changed the story or anything. Um, It could just be them trying not to give things away. And and that isn't necessarily the, the bulk of the story either. But I hope that didn't get cut out. I hope not, but they they could be not showing it in the trailer because, to not spoil it, but there's some weird stuff with her family. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my, my hopes are high though, because that book was, was great. So. Yes, it was a great book. Then getting into the summertime, coming up on June 19th is the second Pixar release of the year, which is Soul, which is the one that does look like it is probably going to ruin my life. So. I've seen the one trailer for it, which is fairly, um, or not trailer. Yes, trailer. It's a a fairly simple teaser trailer, but it is about a, um, a man who is a jazz musician or, you know, like a soul, R&B soul musician and has to do with the artist's journey. But from what I can tell from the trailer, he did fall, he falls into a manhole cover and I think, yeah dies um because then the next part of the movie is um you know his little soul character running around with another one and i just kind of get the vibe that by the end of this movie it's going to be a a sob fest yes it seems there's like there's several flavors of pixar Mm -hmm. and all of them are good but this one seems to fall into the inside out up yes ratatouille more adult themes which are the ones that destroy me the most yeah i have the feeling this is going to involve something of um because looking at this information on the film um that came out a few months ago it focuses on the soul world and explains aspects of why our real life is the way that it is everything from why a person has a certain personality to the ongoing futility of the new york knicks (laughs) um (laughs) But I have the feeling this might involve, by the end of the movie, him having to decide where 
if he's going to just stay or if he's going to get to come back to be a person again or, right. you know, that kind of thing. Kind of some heady themes. But. Yeah. I mean, the trailer was beautiful, but also shocking when I was like, wait, did he just decide to quit his desk job to pursue his love of jazz and he died? Died. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. It just became his soul? Yeah. So. Ooh. I will probably pack <laughs> tissues. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next one comes out July 10th. It is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is the Ghostbusters movie, but with kids. Uh, when I heard the description for this way back when they first started filming it, I was like, well, I guess my reaction was uh, and uh, a yeah. silence. <laughs> because I, I love Ghostbusters. I loved the remake one that had Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig and a uh, female cast in it. I know there was a lot of flack around it, but I thought it was really great. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And this one looks fun as well, which honestly, that's what Ghostbusters should be. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun time. It doesn't have to be... It's not a franchise that has to be super deep. Yeah. And make me think about the world. Uh I think it should be one that I go and have fun for two hours. Yeah. And now this one, Ghostbusters Afterlife is supposed to be functionally a sequel in the original chain of movies, right? Yes. A sequel to the originals, but set in present day. So not like a sequel, but it's still in the 80s. I think they're supposed to be in present day. Okay. Yeah. And they do have, you know, like original cast members are listed on here. Which is cool. So, um, I'm assuming it'll be a good time. A good summertime movie. Yeah. I think that one will be fine. Uh, also in July, on the 17th, there's a movie called Tenant uh, by Christopher Nolan coming out on July 17th. And this one, everything from the poster to the trailer to the description is just very Christopher Nolan-esque. Yeah. <laughs> this is very inception in my opinion. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what Christopher Nolan does well. Yes. It really is. But the, the basic premise of the movie is a secret agent is tasked with preventing World War III through time travel. But even, I know you can't see this on the podcast, obviously, but even look at this poster. Oh, yeah. The poster looks like in It looks Inception like Inception. Poster. Um, there's great Inception blop noises in this blop. trailer. I mean, it. <laughs> everyone loves a good blop. <laughs> everyone loves a good blop. Um, we actually recently watched Inception again, not that long ago. Um, and I think I liked it more now because the first time I watched it, I don't know if it was just like the state of mind I was in, but I was like, yeah, it's a little heavy for me right now. Um, but I anticipate it will be quite similar. Yeah. I like Christopher Nolan's brand of weird. Yeah. It just kind of speaks to me. Didn't he also say... He answered the question for Inception about oh, the... Oh, if the, if the top fell or not. Yeah, and he said it fell. Yes, he said the wobble at the end was not... Was, to indicate. A, was not a groove in the table, but it was starting to fall, which meant he was in real life. Yes. Right? Um, so he had a happy ending with the woman he loved, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yes. Well, not not with the with his kids. Oh, with his kids. It's yeah, been no, many that... years since I've seen it. But he had a happy ending with the people he loved. Yes. Not that he was still stuck in, you know, A dream purgatory. within a dream and yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I, I suppose that is actually still open to every viewer's interpretation. And that's why they filmed it that way. But the creator said that the, the top fell over. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> which honestly just makes my anxiety feel a little bit better. So I'm going to agree <laughs> with that. Uh, it has Robert Pattinson in it. My Batman. <laughs> Batman. Which I, I'm glad to see that he has started to take mainstream roles because he's very good at it and he deserves a lister success. Mm-hmm. And the main actor in it, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was on Ballers on HBO, which Ryan and I used to watch. And it's just, it's nice to see someone I watched on a smaller scale TV show get a, like a very big movie role. Yeah, very because big Because he's a good budget. actor. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he deserves it. The next one on here comes out July 24th, which is Jungle Cruise, which I just watched the trailer before we started recording, and I kept telling Natalie, this feels very weird. And not necessarily in a bad way, but just having gone on Jungle Cruise a million times, one of my best friends was a skipper for a long time. (laughs) It just felt weird to see like elements of Jungle Cruise in a movie. I am excited for it, but the thing that I have struggled with since this was announced was it's all Dwayne Johnson's fault because <laughs> he's also done the two Jumanjis recently. And in my brain, yeah. it's like, it's just Jumanji again because it's the jungle with Dwayne Johnson in it. I think Dwayne Johnson's requirement for a film is can I wear khaki or a bulletproof vest? But I actually do really love him. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't help it. Even though he's been in some movies that, you know, should just be terrible movies. He is a good actor. He's fun. He seems like such a wonderful human being. He does seem like a nice guy that, that is humble. Yeah, that it's it's hard to actually really dislike anything he does because you're just like, oh, man's having a good time. And he's a good actor and he seems awesome. So, like, you can't really, like totally be upset about it and i did like i did like most of the pirates of the caribbean films yeah the first one was very strong adaptation of a ride yes whatever happens after that yeah opinions start to differ but the first movie i think was a good adaptation Mm -hmm. of a ride which seems like a very hard thing to do like harder than a book or a video game yeah and i thought it was fun and i really liked it at the time it came out and so i'm hoping this will be the same case it also has emily blunt in it who i really do like and i think she's a great actress too it had kind of interestingly just where her character was starting i was getting kind of the mummy vibes just from like the original mummy you know yeah but i don't know that it's kind of a remains to be seen I appreciated that they just got out of the way in the trailer that they were like, yes, the backside of water joke is in this movie. Yeah. So, and it's one of those things that like, I guess even if you've never been on the Jungle Cruise at a Disney park, that could be, you know, like good stupid humor to you, even if you don't get it. But everybody who's going to see this movie that's been on the ride would probably have been like confused if that wasn't in there. (laughs) So, yes. All my sneezes will be in it as well. Yes. (laughs) Um, coming up in August on the 21st is Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is the first Bill and Ted movie in forever. Oh, yeah. Since when was the last one? Um, honestly. Was it pre-1990? Uh, yeah, let's see. Or around 1990. Either, I mean, either way, I'm going to look right now, but 
either way, it was <clears throat> it was a while ago. 91. 91. Oh, it's as mm-hmm. old as me. Yes. It's and been almost 29 years. <laughs> yes. Um, but Bill and Ted Face the Music coming out in August. The basic premise of it is a visitor from the future tells best friends Bill and Ted that one of their songs can save life as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. So, I mean, you know, typical Bill and Ted stuff. Who doesn't love Keanu Reeves at this point? Also yes. seems like a solid human. But I'm also just kind of, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see this movie, but I'm intrigued by the last couple of years, this trend of all of these actors basically doing movies that are either sequels or adaptations of stuff they did when they were younger, or just in general, these films about like them getting old and facing their mortality. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is Bill and Ted face the music. I mean, this is literally what this is going to be about, you know? Um, yeah. But even like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is totally Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and Quentin Tarantino working through their, their middle age crisis. crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and I know that that's just a function of artists doing what is, what resonates with them at the time, but I, it's just kind of funny as someone who's only 30. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, anyway, I'm sure it will be a fun time. I am yeah. excited for it. In that same vein, it's not on this list because I'm not excited to see it i'm not saying it'll be bad but i'm just <laughs> there, there's another top gun <laughs> i didn't put it on my list either and it's i will admit i will admit um that part of that is i just can't support tom cruise anymore yeah and i think tom cruise is an incredible actor i think he's fantastic as at what yeah, he does he's good at his job um but he i think some people have you know other people that they boycott or don't do things for and tom cruise is is mine i just kind of try to avoid him because i think the whole scientology thing i can't get past it um there's a couple other people that are doing things that i really like that are also scientologists that really bum me out (laughs) i just don't really have a drive to see things he's in anymore so yeah i mean i've totally derailed this conversation yeah i just meant it in the like it's another movie about the original people are now much older. Yeah, um, yeah. But I agree. Tom Cruise is kind of like the Chick-fil-A of actors to me. Like, their chicken yeah. may be good, but I'm not going to eat it. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Cruise. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Anyway. But anyway, Keanu Reeves is great. It'll be mm-hmm. very cool, I think, to see him back in the Bill and Ted role. Because yeah. his he started... I don't know if he was in much before that, but that's kind of maybe his big break. And then he went to stuff like The Matrix and the stoic, serious stuff. And now he's been like having a moment the past yeah, few and years. Yeah, having fun. And it would, it would be cool to see him go back to the Bill and Ted roots and play the goofy. Yeah. Again. It makes me really miss uh, the Bill and Ted show that used to be at Halloween Horror Nights. I, w- I wonder if it'll come back. I would love it to i'm still scandalized they got rid of it to begin with i know i am too because which and this is to to really put a a framework around this both of us are very um very all for the idea that if if someone tells you that you've offended them you don't get to decide that you didn't like you get to we need to really listen to people telling us they've offended them and not you know downplay that at all but just with the Bill and Ted show, it was one of those things that, like, 
It was it wasn't pretending to be anything else. You knew going into it that that was the whole purpose. And so if that was the whole purpose, you can't really be mad about that. Yeah. And that was that and especially with Halloween Horror Nights history when they had like um the Chucky's Insult Emporium. Yeah. I mean it's the it's the point. Like that's part of just some of the horror realm and all of that. So that was kind of a bummer, but is that why my, they took it out? Because people complained about it being insulting? There was, I, I don't have proof about that, but there there was a issue where someone did file like some complaint and raise a big stink um, and then the next year it was gone. So That makes me even more mad. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, there's signs outside of it. They're like, this is an R-rated show yeah. for crude humor. And you're like, at Horror Nights... <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, um, but I'm kind of hoping because judging by the release date of this movie, August 21st, it would be like a week before Horror Nights starts. Yeah, it seems like we might get some Bill and Ted. We'll see. I, I mean, not that I'm guaranteed to be there, but by God, if I can swing it, I will. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to take our mom and stepdad was the last time I saw it in ooh, 2014. And it's one of the few times I've seen them both cry laughing at something. Yeah, that was it was, a great oh, it was such a good show. <laughs> um, which, and I'll, I'll put in a little plug. I know you haven't ever been there, but um, I believe if you are in Southern California around Halloween time and you go to Not Scary Farm, I believe they still do their show The Hanging, which is in the same vein as Bill and Ted's show. So if you're into that kind of thing, I think they still have that. So anyway. Uh, the next movie comes out September 18th. It is called The King's Man. And it is the third Kingsman movie. Which mm-hmm. I don't think I ever saw the second one. Not nearly as good as the first one. I, was... I liked the first one and I liked Taron Egerton. Uh-huh. Um, but kind of after the first one, I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, the, the second one was... It was okay. It was fun. Elton John in it, I, I mean, was worth seeing just because of that. It was serviceable. Yeah. But the first one was better. I do have love for the Kingsman comics because I believe Dave Gibbons was involved in them. Well, and the Kingsman uh, is actually a prequel. Yeah. And it, so the trailers for it catch my interest more than the second Kingsman movie did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll probably see it. And it's more about how, like, the Kingsmen came to be and and all of that. So it could be good. And Kevin actually really likes them because he likes spy movies in general. And they're a type of spy movie. So yeah, we'll probably end up <laughs> at that one. Um, the next one <clears throat> is one I don't know if you're going to see, Chelsea, but I am, like, pumped, pumped, pumped for this. Is on October 16th, Halloween Kills comes out uh, a couple years ago now two Octobers ago, I should say, um, there was the new Halloween sequel. It came out with Jamie Lee Curtis as an adult, um, where they basically said Halloween 2, um, or I should say Halloween 3, whichever one Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in, um, anything past that, nope, no more. That actually didn't happen. And these are supposed to, (laughs) yes. Well, what they said, and I actually really loved this, because their her granddaughter is talking to her friends at one point, and 
the topic of, you know, what happened to her grandma came up and one of them says, oh, didn't that, wasn't that guy her brother and all that? And she says, no, that was just some stories people made up. Yeah. And so I love the idea that they referenced that and they were just like, oh, those are just the stories people were telling. This is actually what happened. Um, and I I thought that movie was fantastic. It was a ton of fun. Jamie Lee Curtis got to be an absolute badass. One of my favorite moments from that movie was um, towards the end when she finally starts to turn the tables on Michael and kind of get her footing against him. And he, if I remember correctly, he either pushes her out a window or something like that of the house. And she falls down and Michael goes and looks out the window and she's not there anymore oh and so she, she gets the she gets the little the little michael myers music too the little da 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 like oh, and yeah. you like you can see michael kind of like stand up a little bit too and i was like i love this this is yeah. great and her just saying happy halloween michael it was great so anyway halloween kills is the next one and they do have a plan they're not just gonna let him go on in perpetuity um either next year or the year after will be the third one called halloween ends uh-huh so there is a pathway to an end, which I appreciate, but that comes out October 16th, right in time for Halloween, so I am quite excited. Yeah. Um, I've never been so excited about a movie franchise that I haven't seen and may not ever see. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you appreciate what it's doing. Yes, I appreciate what it's doing. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and the first one, or the first new one from 2018 i'm sure is as great as everyone said i might watch it someday but i haven't yet uh but i am very excited that they're good and thriving and just really good slasher movies in the 2020s yes someday i'll get you to watch them maybe someday (laughs) we can watch it on like your phone yes noon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and the last movie we included on here is The Eternals, which comes out November 6th, which there's not a whole lot about it, but I am excited for it. Camille Nanjiani is in it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which he's one of those actors, which I will I will watch anything that he's in. Uh, he's actually in another movie with Issa Rae that comes out in April called Lovebirds that I didn't put on here. Oh, but yeah. looks really good as well. Uh, I think Angelina Jolie is also in the Eternals, which gives me pause. <laughs> yep, she is. I'm looking at this cast photo right um, now. Maybe I've just never been like, I don't dislike her, but I've never been hyped about her. And maybe that's a reason I don't like the Maleficent movies as much as mostly everyone else seems to. Mm-hmm. Salma Hayek is also in it. She's fine. <laughs> and, uh... Richard Madden and Kit Harrington. Oh, Stark Bros. Stark Bros. Ba-da-da. I might be completely off base here, but the Eternals is this going to involve Adam? Finally. Oh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, the I mean he. Feet. Yeah, that might still pop up in the the new Guardians film. When is that coming out? Oh, not for a long time because okay. James Gunn needs to do his suicide squad first before he even starts i think that was one of the deals with um disney hiring him back they was like 
I when want, I need Disney to do this Crow. first. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want me back, you have to do it on my schedule. Yeah. So that might be because the Adam thing has never come there. up again. So no, and that was so interesting. And I swear, I swore he was going to show up in Endgame, or he's yeah. going to be part of the Infinity War Endgame storyline. But he's just never shown back up. And I'm like, what happened? Doesn't yeah, he so... show up in uh, the Infinity War comic book? Doesn't he turn back time? Mm, possibly, possibly. Or he's involved. Um. So he it, that could totally be a Guardians thing that's coming up, but. Maybe it's this because it seems kind of like the correct vibe. So, yeah, we'll see. It would be a shame if they just let that die. Yeah, that would be kind of a, a waste. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's it for movies that we put on here. There's many other movies that we're both interested in coming out this year, but we're already almost at an hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so, let's move on to TV shows. Um, I'm sure more will pop up. Maybe, but these were just ones that I knew of and knew release dates for. Uh, the first one on here, I've watched a little bit of it already. It came out January 10th, and it's AJ and the Queen. And it's RuPaul's uh, Netflix fictional show. And it's very wholesome. I haven't started watching it yet, but it sounds like I should. Uh, it's just it's just very cute. Like, it's a, it's a storyline you're very familiar with where... Uh, adult who is not interested in taking care of kids does not have one is not really equipped for one ends up inheriting a damaged child of some sort it has to so it's like them. big daddy with rupaul <laughs> yes it is very <laughs> it is basically big daddy with rupaul and rupaul is playing a fictional drag queen but Name rupaul ruby rose no. ruby red <laughs> not ruby rose that's an actress yeah ruby red i think <laughs> But it's littered with other drag queens playing themselves. It's like Valentina's Valentina, Porkchop is Porkchop. Uh, the first episode features RuPaul telling a club owner to leave Porkchop alone. You should leave Porkchop <laughs> and that alone. Porkchop is a gem. <laughs> yes. But just see, just being able to see so many drag queens in like another space besides a competition or against each other or like a, a regular drag show is really nice like it's nice to see them all get a chance to act mm-hmm. um it's it's fun you should watch it okay i will totally do that uh the next one on here i'll introduce because i don't know if you've even heard of it i haven't till right now but it sounds <laughs> fascinating uh, it's called avenue five which is a comedy it comes out on hbo actually today the day we're recording this oh wow um, I have high hopes for it. It's about a, it's set a little bit in the future, like 2040-ish, where rich people can take basically space cruises. And it seems like this particular space cruise uh, gets stuck in space or something. Oh. It has Hugh Laurie in it and Josh Gad. Is that his last name? Gad? I think so. I think that is correct. <laughs> and it also has... I. Honestly, got interested in it because it has Zach Woods in it, mm-hmm. and he's one of my favorite comedians. And Silicon Valley just ended, and I was sad about it, so I saw he was going to be in this show, and that's why I'm going to give it a shot. Honestly, and I like Hugh Laurie. I mean, it sounds very unique. Yeah, it does. So, not like anything else that's going on. So, 
the next one we have on here is actually the next two are both a maybe in 2020 yeah that's basically what all their internet pages say (laughs) yeah um so there is a lord of the rings series coming to amazon um that they're not even they haven't even started principal filming maybe they've started now for this season um and it's already been renewed for a season two so yeah they are quite excited about it um it's obviously coming at a really good time post game of thrones because there is a gap for kind of that medieval knights elves stuff looking forward to that there's not really a lot about it and i think that's on purpose yeah um i also but, think that means it probably won't be 2020 i think it'll be yeah. 2021 and i believe it's supposed to be set like way before even the hobbit mm-hmm. i think that is the case i did see photos of the cast recently um and it's really funny just like looking at the headshots of some of the actors and actresses because some of them you can just look at them as a person and you're like, you are absolutely an elf. Yes. <laughs> like 100% you're an elf. Hopefully we will get some more information on it soon, but it's maybe towards the end of this year, but mm, probably not. Probably not. I think that'll come back up in 2021 and will actually come out then. If they mm-hmm. haven't started principal production yet or they're just starting it, for that type of tv show i don't think it'll come out this year yeah probably not the next one in the similar boat is station 11 which is hbo um which i am pumped about because i love that book it's a wonderful book i love it so much i taught it in grad school (laughs) to a bunch of undergrads and they also loved it well that's what they told me i was also giving them a grade yeah (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a very pretty book, in my opinion, and at the same time manages to be very emotionally affecting, and um, even if part of where the end came together was a little bit predictable, that wasn't necessarily bad. Yeah, you know, that was okay. That that was fine, and there were a few things um, that I think were just like very scary when you think about the apocalypse wise. It's a little traditional in that um, focusing more on the crappy side of humans post-apocalypse and some of the bad things that can happen. But I really hope, um, because this is going to be a limited series, Mm -hmm. which is smart, but we'll give them so much more wiggle room than a movie. Uh, I don't think a movie could do this book any sort of justice at all. I don't think so either. Um, I do hope they keep a lot of the details from the group in the airport that's yes. surviving in the airport post-apocalypse because there were I really loved just like looking at how that society came together and yeah. how they they built but also I think one of the scariest concepts I'd ever heard of in a post-apocalypse um and it, it's involving like an illness I think one of the scariest things I'd ever seen in a story like that was these people at the airport um, knowing things were going sideways and they're just kind of stuck in this airport and can't get out, can't leave, um, watching other airplanes land. Yeah. And then watching this one airplane land and go park itself across the runway and not open the doors and them realizing that there was someone sick on that plane and the group of people made the decision to just die rather than yeah. get someone else sick. And so they just 
like they had to stare at this airplane forevermore just knowing these people made the decision to try to save everybody else and die like that (laughs) wow anyway I hope they keep some of those elements in there (laughs) yeah I don't want to give away too much of it since that's kind of our rule on books uh but it's a beautiful book I think about that plane all the time it's been like almost six years since I read it the first time and I think about that stupid plane Uh, That book also, this isn't like relative to the plot at all, but it really freaked me out because there's a very minor character in it that is living my worst nightmare that they have bad eyesight and their glasses broke and they can't see anything. Oh my God. Like, thankfully they're like with a group of people and they're not like, they're one of the more better off characters in terms of situation in the book, but it freaks me out so bad. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was that whole book I told you about, the last one, that that's, like, the whole plot, too. Oh, yes. But, she, uh, but she's by herself. Yeah. She, her glasses break very early in the book, and I, gosh, I felt panic. through. So Seriously, like, that idea was 80% of the reason I got LASIK, so. Yeah, I mean, if anything is going to drive me to get LASIK, it's yeah. those two books, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the next one... I don't think it has a release date yet. You might want to check on that. Is Disney Plus show The Falcon and Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think it has I a release date be, yet. I think it'll be good. Yeah. It has the same two actors in it that were in the movies. My prediction is it's going to be about them kind of like tag teaming the Captain America mantle. I think so. Like Captain America is them together. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have an official date, but it does say 2020 for sure. Yeah, I think that one will actually come out this year. Um, the other one that we don't have on here, but is another Marvel show, is WandaVision. Yes. That I think might come out this year. I'm not sure about that one either. And they there is or was supposed to be Hawkeye. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be about him and his daughter, but Jeremy Renner kind of went off the rails. Yeah. The show kind of got postponed because yeah and originally it was indefinitely delayed and then they were like no it's not indefinitely delayed it's happening so we'll see uh lizzie mcguire is also delayed which is sad so um but that's the showrunner left yeah which doesn't recently doesn't bode well sadly um wandavision is 2021 so oh okay so i feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier will definitely come out mm-hmm. this year then because they promised all these Marvel shows on Disney Plus and they need one to come out this year to keep the Yeah, Marvel to keep people, people subscribed. Yes. <laughs> the next one is Snowpiercer, which that one is coming out um on actual cable. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Like Whoa. Oh, yeah, TNT, <laughs> which is uh still a channel um (laughs) so that is that is coming up but um if you haven't seen snowpiercer the movie it is actually a really great movie um it has one of the chris's in it right uh chris not pine captain america yes america's ass yes um isn't it (laughs) um and the the general concept is that it's a post-apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic thing. Um, the world's become a frozen wasteland, and everybody who's still alive has to stay on this train 
that's constantly circling the globe because that's the only safe place. And in the movie, the train is kind of separated by class. And the people in the caboose basically decide they're tired of this shit. This could be a fairly timely show. Yeah, that should be coming out. It just says 2020 as well. Um, Jennifer Connelly is in it. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they take this as a TV show. But it's definitely going to be focusing, as this says, on class warfare, social injustice, and the politics of survival. So, could definitely be timely. Good. Uh, The next one I didn't see a release date when I made this list is Little Fires Everywhere, which will also be on HBO. I don't know if it'll be a series or a limited series because HBO is really into their limited series lately. Um, I actually haven't read that book yet. I have. Oh, you have. And then you can talk about it a little more, but it's a book that I'm very interested in. I I think it was a good book. I think, um, I'm sure, I'm almost positive this is a limited series, just judging by the book. But, and and I know they did that with like sharp objects and all that. Um, And Big Little Lies. And Big Little Lies. Which I guess then they... sadly Watchmen. They did take Big Little Lies to a second season, I think. But, um... They probably should not have. (laughs) Probably should not have. But Little Fires Everywhere was good because it really is just about, like, suburban, upper-mid-class, like, drama. And how well parents do or do not know their children. Which is very similar to Big Little Lies. Yeah. But that series was went very well for them, so I understand staying in that kind of vein Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of hbo's thing part of your audience yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but i think if they do it as just a limited series i think that would be great so i would it would be very enjoyable i do think hbo and all their limited series lately it's a good thing Mm -hmm. because it's kind of their niche yeah i am sad that that watchman is indeed just a one and done yep it, and the director was like, nope, not doing it. And HBO rightfully said, okay, we're not going to do it without you then. Yeah. Which was the smarter choice, honestly. Yeah. But I'm sad. Um, <laughs> coming up in March, fairly soon, also on HBO, is season three of Westworld. I admittedly need to finish season two. Um, we started watching it, and that is a show you cannot start it and then come back to it later. You can't do that. I'm going to have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> So, not season one, start over. I just need to start over with season two. But I will do it before March. Yeah. Um, if I'm trying to remember season two, I just remember it being very gory. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as the first one because it didn't have those hot damn twists in it. I know. <laughs> it was just a lot of violence, mostly. I didn't dislike it. Um, but I'm more interested in season three that's expanding out of that... Uh, violent robot overtaking mm-hmm. and it's kind of out in the world which could be really cool it could also i don't know we'll have to see if it can stand without uh the yeah setting of westworld and that vacation game yeah thing. i did love the first season i don't i don't know that anything on a tv show will ever blow my mind quite as much as uh bernard and the the one lady coming into the basement and her picking up the papers and realizing bernard was a host oh yeah i was was like so good (laughs) 
and that William was the man in black. Oh, that I know. I was like, I that, can't. Yeah, I can't deal with the show. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Um, the second season did have that very beautiful episode about the. Um, he was a robot. He was the leader of the Native the American Ghost group. Yes. yes. Yeah, he had his own little plot line, and his episode was very beautiful. I've heard that. So I will prioritize that. Uh, the next show comes out in just a few days from recording this, and it is part three of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which the first two parts did the same thing each time, where I got a few episodes in, and I was like, you know, I do like this. And normally I don't have like an age limit on things, and I obviously like young adult things still but maybe i maybe i'm not quite the target audience you know i was like maybe i'm an old when it comes to this show yeah but then it'll take like a crazy twist like episode five and then just keep getting crazier for the rest of the season and it's really good (laughs) i know like the the first season ended with you figuring out that the the teacher is actually lilith which yeah Holy cow. Um, <laughs> and then this last season when Lilith gets to take over as queen of hell, basically, which is great. Yeah. Um, I I actually really enjoy the whole Lilith plot in there. Um, maybe even more than I enjoy some of the Sabrina stuff, honestly. But I just, I really enjoy how much the cast clearly enjoys making that show. So. Yeah. They're having a good time. I, I think it's very well cast, and they're very into it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm excited for part three. Yes. I'm looking forward. I'm sure it'll follow the same formula where I'm like, oh. And then you're like, what? Am I an old? And then I'm, yeah, super into it. Am I an old? I don't know. <laughs> you know what does make me feel like, am I an old that I will not watch is High School Musical, the musical, the show. Uh, yep. I, no. Not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Although, to be fair, I didn't like High School Musical when I was a young. Yes. The one that came out, the original so, ones. It's just part of When I was course. a youth. <laughs> uh, the last show on here comes out soon, on February 23rd. It is season five of Better Call Saul. Also, uh, the showrunner, I can't remember his name right now, but he said the next season, season six, will be the last one. So they have a plan. Yeah, which I expected because Breaking Bad ended with five seasons, and I imagined he was going to do the same with Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. But I'm very pumped. I know Kevin is all caught up on that one, and he's very excited too. So that's another one I personally need to catch up on. Yes. Uh, the next category, I only have three things in it for games. <laughs> Two of them that I was very excited for. I still am, but they uh, changed... Mm-hmm. dates <laughs> at the same time uh, the first one is marvel's Avengers on ps4 it was originally originally coming out may 15th and it now comes out in september and now this one's probably going to be in the vein of spider-man right yes i believe so that's and a Spider-Man big delay great yeah that is a long it delay is. it seems like uh from reviews of early playing it at comic-con or something last summer it was the graphics weren't as good as people thought they should be Mm. so i think that's why they delayed it 
Uh, but it makes me sad. I know. <laughs> September is very far away. It is. Uh, the next one is Final Fantasy VII. That remake, which has been pulling the Kingdom Hearts and been announced and hanging out for years. Yes, and not actually. supposed to come out. Yeah, and not doing anything. It was supposed to come out March 3rd. Then now it comes out April 10th, which isn't a big delay, but that one kind of worries me a little more because what happened that you needed to delay it a month? Yeah. Like, yeah, what's going on with that? And are you like, are you doing the thing that uh, Red Dead Redemption got in trouble in where you're like having all your creators work 100 hour weeks? Yeah, I hope not. Because you announced a release date when you were not ready? Yeah, hopefully it's that's not the case. And the last game I threw on here, because honestly, I was going through games that come out this year, and I felt like I should give something a chance. This is Keanu Reeves, right? Oh, is it? It's Cyberpunk 2077. It comes out April 16th. Okay, now I'm going to look this up, just to make sure I'm not insane. Because, you know, I could have had a fever dream about this, but I have to look it up on... Uh, Google, because my phone died. Uh, that is my boy, Keanu Reeves. Okay, I, so I didn't just have a fever <laughs> dream about Keanu Reeves being in a video game. The Google thing is very confusing, because it says first released April 16, 2020, and then the blurb says scheduled to be released September 2020. Well, that, <laughs> that's confusing. Uh-oh, one day ago, Cyberpunk 2077 still needs crunch time to complete. Why? <laughs> Yeah, so 2020 seems to... It's delayed five months to September. Can we... Can we set reasonable timelines for game releases, please? Oh, my goodness. Can we not, like... What is this new trend of games going into crunch time? Which I'm sure means the people creating it are working like like that Rockstar Games Mm -hmm. thing that they got in trouble for, for Red Dead Redemption. And why finish it? Yeah. Finish it before you announce a release date. You're pulling like a Shane Dawson. Yes. <laughs> His YouTube videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, it'll Shane. It'll be out but... Friday. Actually, it'll be September. Okay, so Cyberpunk 2077, which I was like, oh, I'll give this game a shot because, you know, I need to branch out in games and try new standalone games. And it comes out in April and Adventures is not coming out until September. So, so jokes. And now... Okay, so I don't know what I'm playing. Okay. I guess I'm just playing Fortnite and The Sims. Yeah. For well, I guess I, I've got time to finish Death Stranding, so I'll do that. Oh. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the three games I had. Yes. <laughs> and we're just going to be waiting for them, and that's that's that. That's the theme for 2020. In hopefully better and not delayed news, I think you also had a book on your list, too. Yes, which... My other resolution besides going to movies again more is reading more again. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm doing pretty good. I read like 100 pages this weekend. Woo! Uh, but books, it's actually hard to look forward to ones coming out unless they're like part of a series. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, there's many books that I have on my list that are to read, but they're already out. Yeah, they've been out for a couple years or something. Yeah, so the only book I put on here was A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor by Hank Green, which is the companion book to an absolutely absolutely remarkable thing, which was his first book. And I do need to read that one. That's on my uh, list. It's really great. It's about robots. 
they're just kind of like giant uh what are those things called gundam 77 oh yeah yeah gundam yeah, wing they're kind of like that they're just uh these big robots appear all over the world in the middle of the night and they're trying to figure out why and it gets real crazy oh well i should prioritize reading that one then you should. I'm very excited for the sequel because the end of the first book made me throw it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 2018. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the miscellaneous thing I put on here is the PlayStation 5 has been announced to come out holidays 2020. So around Christmas. Which is way sooner than I anticipated, honestly. Yes. Xbox Series X which I always think it's hilarious how Xbox names their consoles. Yeah. <laughs> when PlayStation's like one, two, yeah. <laughs> three, and Xbox is like 180, 360, one, one yeah. X, purple, <laughs> unicorn. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both come out to compete with each other holidays 2020. Originally, I wrote on here, um, I won't talk about the Xbox because I've always had a PlayStation. Yep. It's and it is something that I am loyal to. I've never had an Xbox that I have I have no interest to have one. Yeah, I don't need to learn a new gaming system. I'm fine. Yeah, and pretty much if there's an exclusive game I'm interested in, it's always on PlayStation. There's yeah. never been an Xbox Xbox exclusive that I'm interested in. Yeah. But um it looks really derpy. Like it does it's they, odd. They get honestly they get uglier every year um i don't want one this year because i don't know the first versions are clunkier and they're bigger and they have a lot of bugs that have to be worked out i did write i am worried they will announce grand theft auto 6 coming out right after playstation 5 and Mm -hmm. it'll only be on there and I have a beautiful Star Wars PlayStation 4. Yeah. I have I have heard, from what I can tell, that at the very least, it will have much better backwards compatibility. So, like, all your PS4 games can actually transfer over and be played there. But, I mean, yeah, the Grand Theft Auto 6 thing and probably several other things are going to pop up right after and be yeah. only PS5. Well, Ryan and I talked about it, and he did make a good argument that... Grand Theft Auto is owned by Rockstar, not Sony. Mm-hmm. And it is in their best interest if they release around PS5 to also release it on PS4. Because there's PS4 Pros, um, which are probably no different than a PlayStation 5. Yeah. So I don't think enough people are going to move over to that immediately for them to exclusively make it only... PS5. The newer versions of <clears throat> PS5 and Xbox, uh, Happy Unicorn Rainbow, whatever yeah. the new one is called. <laughs> whatever it is. So to sell the most games, it makes more sense for them to have it on 4 and 5. Just like with Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Auto 5, they had it on 3 and 4. Yeah, that's true. So that, that actually probably will be what happens. Yeah. So I'm less worried about it. I'm interested to see what it'll be like, but honestly, I don't think it'll be much different than a PlayStation Pro, a PlayStation 4 Pro, because Mm -hmm. technology just hasn't advanced. Not that much. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they're both doing it out of obligation, honestly, because they haven't in five years or whatever. Yeah. So now it's time for the new one or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm sure a lot is going to change about it by December, honestly. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be such an ugly thing. It probably will be. (laughs) I mean, the four looks like a a VCR. Yeah. I guess I got used to it. But this one has like a weird cave in the center. Yeah. It it was a strange aesthetic choice for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I kind of do like the new Xbox one that just looks like a chunk of a router. It looks like our (laughs) Apple router. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a big square like, that stands. Yeah, it is. It's a gaming system. There you go. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> Have it. Yeah. It's like a loaf of bread. Yes. <laughs> uh, the last thing we have looking forward to for all of 2020 is actually a shout out to um, a couple of our friends, Nicole and Francis. Uh, Nicole helped us with our horror movies episode a couple months ago because she is a horror movie buff. Um as is her brother, Francis. And they are taking a jump into the world of podcasting probably fairly soon. You can already find them on Instagram and Facebook, um, but they will hopefully have their initial episodes up soon. Their podcast is called Creeper Feature and will be, if I'm getting this right, I believe a deep dive into one movie per episode, into classic horror movies, new horror movies, um, just talking about how they were made, trivia, themes, their thoughts on it, all of that, just a really uh, in-depth look at horror movies in general. So um, I'm really looking forward to hearing their first episode once they get it up, but definitely look for Creeper feature on Instagram and Facebook in the meantime. Yeah, if you liked our Halloween episode from last year when we talked about horror movies we got all of the best information from nicole Mm -hmm. and she's the expert on it and so is her brother so much better to listen to them talk about horror movies and how they're made and what makes them scary and how they work than me yeah won't even go see halloween yeah (laughs) and i'll definitely be listening because i'm sure there's plenty of movies they'll talk about that i actually couldn't get myself to watch um it's kind of like watching less players play certain video games that I wouldn't play on my own. Um, so I'll get to know some of the cool stories and everything without subjecting my my brain to things I can't handle. So Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. We'll post on our social media when uh, they debut. Yes. So lots happening. Lots coming up. Lots I'm already behind on watching, viewing, and reading and need to get caught up on. Natalie has still not watched Watchmen. I've watched the first episode. I will say that. Um, (laughs) And it was very good. But I was trying to watch it over Christmas. And I was like, this is a lot for me to deal with emotionally. So I need to (laughs) do that. I need to eat cheese. (laughs) I got to eat cheese and drink wine and stuff. So um, I will circle back to it, though. Yeah. Tune in next time to see if Natalie has uh, watched Watchmen at all yes place your bets now (laughs) well i think that's everything for this episode thanks for joining us in season three lots more to come and let us know what you're looking forward to this year yeah happy 2020 appreciated.